Oh, wouldn't it be fun if she was really stupid? Hello, you're on the terrace. This is the companion podcast to Night Terrace, the time travel comedy for your ears. I'm Vaya. I was sci-fi curious, and now I'm night terrestrial. I'm right into Night Terrace. I love the show, and I'm an Erinsborough enthusiast, so this is an important episode for us. I'm joined by Night Terrace co-creator Ben McKenzie, who also is the voice of Eddie. Hello, Ben. Hello, Bea. And also on the terrace with us is the star of Night Terrace, Jackie Woodburn, also known as Dr. Anastasia Black. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Vaya. Well, this is a big deal having you on the terrace. It's a big deal to be here. Well, is it? This is a normal day in your life. <laughs> this, this, you must know that for the people you encounter, it's a bigger deal for them usually. Oh, look, um, this is. Um, I mean, I, I had such a great time doing Night Terrace and enjoyed so much working with Ben and with John, who created the series. So, no, it's lovely to be able to to catch up with them again and and remember the, the good old days. Oh, yeah. it was a few years ago now. I know. We couldn't believe it. We were talking about that. Four, yeah, four, four and a, about four years since we were last in the studio. But, you know, hopefully That's we'll like be in there again 17 soon. 17 Prime Ministers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Australian Prime Ministers, but no, that's, oh, that's well, a universal yeah. term. Oh, it's about 104 Australian Prime Ministers. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like a thousand episodes of Neighbours as well? It's like a lot. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you've been through a probably. lot in that time. Gosh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Also, of course, Jackie is part of the Australian and UK cultural fabric as in the role of Susan Kennedy on Neighbours. Yes, that's uh, – well, actually, Alan Fletcher, who plays my husband, Dr. Carl Kennedy, uh, he and I have just clocked up 25 years last month, wow. which is, I know, astonishing. And the show is about to clock up 35 years on air, longest-running show on Australian television. So wow. um, we're all very excited about that. Even They're- longer than Mr. Squiggle. Is it longer than Mr. Squiggle? Well, yes, it I think so. Longer than Mr. Squiggle and Play School too, probably. Mm, oh, maybe, maybe not. not Play School, but it's certainly the longest <coughs> running oh, drama. Me. Yeah, a commercial television. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I don't mean to quibble. It's an amazing achievement. All right, just no matter no, how many times you slice it. Undermine my moment, Ben. Thank you so I'm much. So I was feeling good about the whole thing, and now I'm just you know, I was like, oh yeah, but so also, what? <laughs> but also, I don't know if this is, makes you feel good, but you and Alan are up there with Ray Maher and Lynn McGranger as the longest. I know, yes. Actors yes. on one series in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, Fletch and I are actually catching up on Friday to have a little celebration dinner for, um, our 25 years on air. And, and, you know, it just, uh, you know, for a lot of your listeners, that's their entire lives. Yeah. That's a phenomenal thing to think it. Think about it like that. Yeah. And for the Kennedy's arrival was essentially the beginning of my, era of Neighbours. My other co-host on my other podcast has been watching since day dot. Right. Since she was emerged and saw Scott and Charlene. But to me, the Kennedys, a lot of people are like the Kennedys. That's when I started. So you were the whole journey of Neighbours for a lot of people. Well, it was, you know, I I remember very clearly the first day. It was was your perfect storm because Fletch and I knew each other. We'd, We'd worked together before. We'd played brother and sister. The three kids we hadn't met, but there was an instant between all five of us. And I remember the scene we were shooting, we were moving into the street. So we were taking stuff out of the car and carrying it to the house. And Jesse Spencer, who played Billy, walked past me holding a single lamp. My first love, sorry. Yeah, well, lots of people's first love. <laughs> but I 
ad-libbed to him as he went past, can you manage that, love? (laughs) And it kind of set the tone for the rough and tumble that the Kennedys became. Mm. Um, and we all, we were all very comfortable in that let's, let's fly and see what happens kind of approach. And, um, it was just such tremendous fun to, to begin with. There's a lovely interview in TV tonight with the two of you. Uh, and Alan says, working with Jax is one of the great artistic pleasures of my life. Well, he doesn't get out much, so, you know, <laughs> not a lot of points of reference there, really. That's lovely. Did he say that? Yeah. Was but, he sober? I mean, it's in print, so it's hard oh, to tell. Okay, hard to know. Yeah. yeah. It's been cleaned up from what he actually <laughs> yes, said, probably. Yes. <laughs> but it's quite telling that you're still catching up in your spare time. If you- I guess, yes, that is a good indication that we truly do love each other, yes. Mm. So then how did another project fall into your lap? Were you, are you, do you have your eyes open for other things you can do in your in-between uh, time? Look, it's very difficult to do anything else. Neighbours is pretty much all-consuming. So to be able to do something like Night Terrace. I'm just trying to remember, Ben, you contacted me or John John got in touch with you, first of all. We had a few contacts at the neighbour's office. Yeah. Um, I was actually working with Lucas Testro today, who was a director Ah, a while back, who's worked with you for a while. Um, And he and a few other people we knew had contacts and we're like, yeah, we can can find out how to get in touch with Jackie for you. And we did. And we, I think, I think he emailed you. Uh, I think so. And I think... Maybe you sent me a script. Yeah, we had the, the first script ready. And I just instantly loved it. Instantly loved it. I thought the writing was so absolutely bang on. The jokes were really tight and clean and funny. Anastasia was just appalling and, and therefore <laughs> very appealing to me. Um, and so, no, I was I was thrilled to be asked and, and I had just such a great time with these guys. Appalling in the sense that she her interpersonal relationships might need work? She does not play well with others, mm, no. No. No, she doesn't, does she? No, she I knows what she wants. I love that about her. It's great, yeah. I love that about her. Yeah, I think the dynamic that we had was really nice because, it, you know, because she's forced to hang out with this guy. Yes. It's not by choice. Not by choice. And also he has skills that she doesn't, even though she probably doesn't want to you know, acknowledge that. So she sort of has to keep him alive. Mm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sit comfortably. But, but I think that the, 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 you know, the journey of their relationship is really, is quite, quite sweet. Yeah. As we're, as we're sort of recording this, where we're up to on the BBC, um, uh, broadcast is just at the moment where they're separated. And Anastasia's like, can we even be bothered finding him? And you're like, you've been together for two years. How are you not friends by now? And of course they are, but she's very frustrated with him. And it's it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. I like and the it. fact that she, she hasn't been interested in small talk in the kitchen. She doesn't know about his family, his background, all those cups of tea, and no. she hasn't brought up anything. No, no, it's interesting. I do know people like that. and 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 very often it is that thing of, you know, being so – brilliant at something and so completely focused on something that that oftentimes those people don't have great social skills. It's refreshing though, often uh, I look through the lens of a woman in a male-dominated workplace and it's refreshing to have someone just be unashamedly confident in what she does, doesn't need to make nice, doesn't need to handhold the people around her, just here's what we need to do, we're getting it done, are you on board, are you not? And yeah, yeah, but I mean, you talk about you know that was the reality of the situation of of a woman in a in, in a workplace like that, and I don't imagine that it would always have been like that for her. You look at her generation. Yeah, obviously, she's 
close in age to me. I think she's a few years older, but still, never mind. Um, <laughs> but she would have been a brilliant scientist at a time when no one would have wanted to encourage a brilliant female scientist. It would have been much more difficult for her. So I, I think a lot of her you know, stings and prickles come from having to fight so hard to have a voice in the room. Yeah. We explore that when you meet Jane Badler's character. Yes. And you have that conversation about this is what it was like. It sucked. And and I think it was nice that, you know, Anastasia, you got to say like, it is, it's kind of, it's a bit better. It's a bit better now, but you were kind of hedging your bets and going, it's a little bit better, but it's not, it's still not great. Yes. Why would either of us want to go back to that? It's not like that anymore. Things have changed. Have they really? Things are changing. It happens slower than we'd like, but you don't give up. You don't give in. You don't hide away. If you want a better world, you have to help make it. And also you see through Sue that she's got a similar level of confidence, just getting the job done and getting on with it. And I also like in the second series that Sue and Anastasia are sort of good cop, bad cop, angel and devil on your shoulder when it comes to Eddie. Yes. And so now you've got someone to sort of point out your moral compass instead of just being dismissive. No, Sue was a great character because, as you say, she was the yin and the yang of of the whole thing. But I think the growth of the the affection for Eddie and Eddie for Anastasia, I think, too, in a way, whether Mm. it was a sort of a mother thing or the mother that I might have had it if she wasn't so scary. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's something we've been thinking about as we come back to sort of write another season about have w- you? what are we going to reveal about who Eddie is and where he comes from and right. how does that affect Anastasia and Eddie's relationship and um, but which has been an interesting thing to yeah. consider because we actually just were like it's not important right now so we won't think about right. it. And we'll I think a bit of backwards time travel maybe. Well, Ooh. maybe. Oh, see mm. who they were 30 years ago. Couldn't couldn't possibly. <laughs> well, look, is is Eddie even 30 years old? Like <laughs> he's, he's clearly a lot younger than me, but we don't quite know how old he is. And with audio it's even harder to figure these things out. It's true. You can get away with it. You can play things on audio. This is one of the things I like about the medium. You play things on audio. You never get away with playing in real life. No sure, one's going to cast sure. me as a university student. But see, this <laughs> is this is what I loved so much from day one was listening to these guys talk about this stuff, talking about time travel as though it's an actual thing that we can all do <laughs> yeah. and arguing about, no, no, you can't do that in time travel. You can only do this and this and this. It's like, guys – it's pretend. <laughs> last you week, can do whatever you want. How dare you? Last week, you I, last week I asked Ben if I was allowed to use the word magic because it's magic. <laughs> I said yes. I did say yes. No, look, it's interesting because I've been on a I've been on a personal journey about that because I used to be quite adamant about you know because there, there are there are you know time travel phil- rules. There yes, are, well, clearly. there are there are phil- philosophical and theoretical physical ideas about how it would work if it was real. Some of which are like. It can't be real, and some of which are like, well, it could be real, but only in these sort of ways. But and I used to get quite annoyed with shows that just did whatever they want and didn't really make sense. Oh, they've put on the magic hat I and know. away they go. But then it's like when suddenly vampires can go out in the sun. I know. What's it's, that about? I don't know. That's a that's an important rule. It's very important. If they don't have the to, you can't just willy nilly change that. No, because then they then they just they eat everybody. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they don't exactly. even have to come out at night. But yeah, I, I I kind of relaxed about that, and I think it, because it's a comedy, you've got to yeah. serve the comedy and the story first, and then yes. the logistics of the time travel come yeah. after. But you're right, you're right. I mean, any good comedy comes out of a truthful 
place. Mm. So if if the characters are truthful and the story is truthful, then the gag will work. Mm. But if you take away the truth, it won't work. So I, I do. Re- I respect your parameters, <laughs> and I really do. Look, I really probably make my own life very difficult <laughs> by trying to follow rules that are made up in the first place. But but you know, it's fine. Jackie, how did you go then with a lot of the? You have a lot of the exposition, the jargon. Oh, the, don't. <laughs> you. I guess you get a taste of what Alan must go through with his medical doctorees that uh, he yes, has to drop yes. in. Yes, I know he's got one or two phrases he's very proud of, <laughs> and he repeats often just because he can. Oh, yeah. yeah, though there was a lot of there was a lot of physics and Einstein, and, Munchausen, Bridge, and the, oh, oh, that bridge. Sorry, that bridge, <laughs> that damn bridge. <laughs> We do look. We give you a lot of those things, but you, I got to say, you you never need more than one or two guys to nail it, Jackie. You're always very impressive oh, with those that's, things. That's good. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, I think it's you know, twenty five years on neighbours has served me well. I'm used to working very quickly, mm. um, and and trying to get you know words in my head very quickly. And so. this time you could read it. Exactly. That's <laughs> always a big help. It's you written down. I can read it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> yes. What is it like having the physicality removed? Because I just noticed in a recent Neighbours episode that I enjoyed immensely, one of my favourite scenes in recent times, Carl and Susan were role-playing parenting advice for um, Tim Robard's oh, character. Oh, yes. And Alan had to pretend to be a, a teenage boy going, oh, yeah. leave me alone, dude. <laughs> Whatever. And then Susan was just in the background. You did an eye roll into a face palm and it was just in the background and – Removing that element of your performance <laughs> with audio, what? What's yeah, that like? look, I find I do remember being in the studio and and for a lot of stuff because because nobody can see you. I think I was probably gesturing quite wildly and pulling very contorted faces <laughs> to help me get vocally what I wanted to get because obviously that's all I've got is you know vocal. So yeah, I mean you just use different. You still use your body, absolutely. You're probably more so because you're trying to, you know. You can be quite exaggerated in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Because it's exactly. kind of like, you know, when you're on stage, you have to be exaggerated, but you can only take it so far. Of course. Because people have to be able to see you. When you're on camera, you have to tone it right down because mm. the camera can see everything. And then audio is kind of a weird in-between place for it the is. physicality, isn't it? It is. Because you can it go is. quite far to help you with the vocal performance and no one can see it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. But uh, but even just you sitting there now, you're waving your arms around yeah. to, to, to get your point across. And I think, I, I mean, I know I did that recording these series in a, quite an animated way. Yeah. Petra Elliott mentioned as well that in a recent episode when Sue and Anastasia were puffed out, you were both jogging on the spot. To get that sound oh, yeah. in your voice as well. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Well, yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> it's a fun part of the process that you get to the end of the episode, and David Ashton will pipe up and say, "All right, so now we need you to do running noises, and now we need you to do you tripped right. over, and now we need to do." And there was that one where I think it's like the second last episode of the first series where we it's like we're being pulled through the roof of the thing, and we had yes. to go like, Rah! and it was yeah. Mm. It does. It's, it's very silly. Yeah. Without pictures, it it can look very silly. Yeah. One of the highlights in the BBC episode where you come in and pretend to be the voice actors and you, you have to do a whole run as a really, in a really ochre Australian accent. Oh. Yeah. That was just precious. And do you enjoy <laughs> really leaning into that? Oh, that sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was, you, you probably hear I have a slight accent. I was born in Northern Ireland, so I have a little bit of an accent. So if, Susan is an Australian accent that I do, which helps me, you know, I be, as soon as I switch that on, there she is. But 
to really, really lay into it. Of course, anything extreme is fun <laughs> yeah. in life as well. You know? Yeah, and particularly when the character isn't good at the thing you're doing. That's right. Like it's not you have to be in a you know an ochre Australian. It's like no, you have to be your character pretending to be exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. lamenting in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast that uh, there's an episode where we're all in ancient Gaul. And we don't really know where we are. And everybody else has got sort of Irish accents or vaguely Celtic accents. They're not really Irish accents for the most part. But uh, And I try to do one and I have to do a really bad accent. And I'm like, I can actually do an okay Irish accent. But Eddie can't, so I can't use that skill. Ah, uh, no. And I realise that Eddie will never do a good accent because that is not a skill that he no, possesses. No, it's not his thing, no. Although, you know, perhaps as an as a, an energy provider sales oh, person, he, yeah. he may have, you know, honed his skills a little bit. He needs a little Going of the gift of the gab, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he's got it a little bit. He could adapt. He does speak French quite well in that first episode, which is ridiculous because I've I tried learning French. I didn't do terribly well, but I seem yeah, to get I the tried pronunciation. Learning French okay. too. I could. I could, yeah. And we uh, both had to speak French to each other. Yeah, we did. We did. Mademoiselle Noir, parlez-vous français? Oui, pourquoi? Une distraction, s'il vous plaît. Why have you stopped speaking English? No one's ever written in to complain, so it must be close <laughs> enough. They probably didn't realise we were speaking French. <laughs> so they don't know. We thought that was an alien language. Yes, yes. I love these characters though, like, like your Miss Fishers or people, the characters that can just walk into a room and they have the skills, they've got the tools, they can solve any problem in the room yes. just by being in it. Mm. it. It's a comfort. MacGyver. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Piece of string and a paper clip and away you go. Yep. Learjet right there. <laughs> now, Jackie, your voice... It's so comforting, Isn't but it's it? also it generates a lot of trust, but it also commands respect. I just when it's just that's nice to know. <laughs> I good, had no idea. Well, I was going to ask, how is it in your everyday life getting around with this voice? I I can't say that I've noticed people dropping before me with respect or feeling. Oh come on! Warm. Every time you walked in the studio, we were all like, mm, "Yes, Ms. Woodburn. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we weren't like that." Oh, I have not given that any thought at all. That's um very nice. Well, just when you're alone with headphones and you've all you've got in your ears is someone's voice, yeah. it's it's quite powerful. Like the way you can. Be I, I know that I'm that very way. sensitive to voices. Are you? A voice can really make me feel quite anxious if it's one of those really um, grating. There's a certain I don't know. There's a certain tone that just really does. It's like nails on a blackboard, isn't it? Mm. Also, I think. There's no way of saying this without it being awkward. You've got a very similar pitch to my mum, and she's ah, very. See, that's what soothing. it is then. And mm. yeah, it's the mum factor. <laughs> but it's not every mum. Not it's only some mums. It's only some mums. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I'll tell you the voice that does does get me is that, and it's it's you hear it so much. I think they call it the vocal fry. Oh yes, you know where people speak on their vocal cords like that, oh. and it's like and trail oh, off a bit at the end. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Awful to listen to. You do, you, yeah, you can't do it for an extended period of time. No, I feel. no yeah. or listen to it for an extended <laughs> yeah, yeah. period take, of time. Take it out into the world and try and get seat upgrades or, you know. <laughs> Are people more likely Free or gifts? less likely to help know. you out in that circumstance? Maybe if they know. speak like that too, you're probably straight <laughs> to first class. That's what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> you see? Surely you don't have to put on a voice for people to want to help you get into first class, Jackie. Come on. I find as well that there's some similarities between sci-fi and soap opera in that you can go to a lot of places within one medium. Like you can cover, you can do funny, silly, serious and like 
out like otherworldly and people can still go with the journey? Yeah, look, I th- I look I think that neighbors is unlike a lot of soaps in that regard in that we well certainly Fletch and I are always looking for an opportunity to to have a gag because people have senses of humor, you know, and even when the drama is at its worst in your own life if things are dreadful, you you rarely go 24 hours without laughing mm. at something. I mean, even in our darkest times, we yeah. still laugh. Yeah. So I, we're we're very mindful of trying to find the humour, and I know other actors in the show are the same, and they will write a comedy storyline often to underpin a very dramatic story, and I think Neighbours does that quite uniquely compared to other soaps that are just you know full tilt mm. drama. So and and I think in sci-fi too, because it is, you know, you can get to a point where. It's it could be ridiculous. I mean, mm. we are talking about, you know, other aliens, and aliens, weird and all stuff. weird stuff. So yeah, it, yeah it's heightened. Everything your voice heightened. double, your evil queen voice double. Yes, <laughs> yes, but everything is heightened, and potentially you could slip over into the ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you don't, but but there is that risk. Or you do it on purpose, which is yeah, you know, course. I think we try to do that every now and then. I think it was um, Isaac Asimov who said that he didn't feel like science fiction was a genre of its own. It was more like a, a thing that you painted over an actual genre, like it was a tone. So okay. well, he saw all of his books as being some other sort of genre with science right. fiction over the top. So like, primarily storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you tell different kinds of stories and you can make it a science fiction story by putting in those sort of sci-fi elements right. and – making some sort of social commentary, which he also saw as an important part of the process. Right. So, you know, he'd write, he wrote his robots books and they were about one thing and he wrote like the Elijah Bailey novels, which are basically like murder mysteries, but they're about robots and stuff right. as well as human beings. So it's, yeah, I, I, and I think you can do that with comedy as well. Like Night Terrace is a sitcom, but it happens to be about people who travel through space and time. Yes. Yeah. And the stories work because they're they're people stories. Yes, yes. That's true. I mean, if you care about the characters and your the, your characters are real to you, you can take them anywhere. Yeah, and, and the characters will survive. Yeah, and I think we've got the benefit that we're not sci-fi characters from a sci-fi world. Like we're sci-fi characters from a relatively normal yes. world who mm. then find themselves in these weird situations yes. and have to deal with them. And obviously, Anastasia is much better at that than Eddie is. But you could put but, both of them into an office in Canberra, and those two characters would survive mm. doing whatever it is they would be doing in that office in Canberra. But I'd quite like to see them in an office in Canberra oh, no. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they'd, they'd probably take certain things more seriously than uh, some of the people there already. Yes. Mm. Um, Let's not get depressing. (laughs) No, let's not. Night Terrace gave you the opportunity to work with a lot of different types of performers, I think more comedians, improvisers, I assume, than you'd normally get walking through the Neighbours set. Oh, sure. No, I mean, we had some great guests, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there were many people that you'd worked with before, apart from, you know, we had Ian Smith in for a while uh, for that one episode. and Colette um, Colette, Colette Mann, although she didn't didn't get to come into the studio. But yeah, we've had all sorts, um, yeah, comedians, improvisers, um, and they've been great. Well, I mean, one of my favourite times shooting the whole thing was lunchtime because we could just, (laughs) I could, I literally just listened to the, what was happening around me and you know I'm very clearly in a room with some very very clever funny people so I'm not going to waste that that was um <laughs> that was great also the catering was really good on our second season wasn't now, it good yeah, who was that lady she oh did the, I'm gonna have to she just on. made those great sandwiches and 
little cakes, like little proper, talk about mum cakes. They're oh, like yeah. proper little mum cakes. Hi, this is Petra Elliott and I'm reporting from Off the Terrace. I'd sort of grown up watching Jackie as Susan Kennedy and to meet her and she's just the loveliest woman. Like, yeah, we've had really great combos in the green room, chowing down on Madame Fromage's delights, the catering queen who was just, oh, every piece of food that came on, on recording days came with a backstory. Oh, I love things that come with a backstory. It was all like turn of the century, like picnic well, food, basically. Was. That was. That's her whole shtick with her catering is like she'll make things that are period appropriate. She time travelled for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely. And it was amazing. She was a, a friend of the show and she did that as, instead of like supporting the crowdfunding campaign. She's like, how about I come and do the catering for yes. you? Oh, Shoot wow. for free. And it was like. See, there's a skill. Feed people. Yeah. Great skill. Amazing, amazing skill. That was Julia Hilton who did that as a favour. Julia, yes. She was so good. Jackie, what do you? What would you want to do and what, what would you want to play that you haven't had a chance to play? Oh, do you know what? I would love to play a baddie. And I don't just mean, you know, a lady who had a hissy fit in a shop one day. I mean <laughs> a truly pathologically evil woman capable of horror like the I'd like the that. queen remember the queen because oh, we asked eating. you this question and oh. this is exactly what you said when we asked she was you. eating the live hamsters oh, oh totally yeah oh, just, that was so much fun that, she could have been more evil though Oh, you she was more because she's she she's been evil. Awful. She was more evil off camera. Like we, she well, lived true. an evil life. That's true. Um, well, I mean, look, you know, the, we haven't written everything yet. Maybe we'll find <laughs> some ways to make you evil. If that's... But truly, I'm I'm talking, you know, like like sociopath evil. Oh yeah, okay, all right. That's 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 what I want. Okay, which is probably what you could do if you had time to do a drama series. But it's all got to oh, be well, you know, one day, one day. Or a play? Could you fit in a play? No, a play's mm. tough because you, you really, yeah, I don't think I could do, you know, work all day, work all night. Oh. Mm. Not at this point, no. So it's all going to be funneled into Night Terror Series 3. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 yeah. All right. Well, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll think about evil. Evil. Channel some evil. Yeah. All right. Mm. It's a deal. Mm. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if she was really stupid in an episode? <laughs> Oh, Wouldn't no. that be fun? Yeah. If, she, if something happened, I don't know, she could... Had a brain drained or something. Brain drained. Brain drained. Her brain was drained. Oh, okay. And All right. suddenly yes. she was so stupid. Because you, you, don't, you don't get to do that. I mean, we were just talking about how, you know, Susan Kennedy makes some dumb decisions, but she's not stupid. She's not stupid. No, she's, she's certainly yeah. not stupid. So, she does make come some from very a good place. bad choices. That is quite freeing. I mean, speaking as the person who plays the idiot on the show, <laughs> yes. uh, it is quite fun. Maybe Eddie could become super smart. For an episode, and Anastasia becomes really like too short, plank, stupid. Oh wow! And to add a layer, she could know that she was something was wrong, yes. so she, oh, knows. No. she had yeah. no control yeah. over it. Oh, that's so really she'd be sad. saying really dumb things and then chastising herself. Be yeah. like, no, for being I know so that's stupid. not right. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's like so. I I have a history Temporary. of Alzheimer's that disease in my family, and <laughs> this is like well, what happens when as do I. You, so yeah. You know, Let's go there. Some people go through that stage where they're not, you know, it hasn't affected them enough that they don't realise what's going on anymore. And just the frustration of and it's, losing stuff. That's yeah. the worst part, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's horrendous. Well, we'd have to do it for gags, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not We'd for, make it funny. 
Yeah, but a little bit but, poignant. Uh, but yeah, I, but still I reckon funny. we're onto something there, Ben. Okay, all right. Um, you know what? I I actually can already see which episode because we've got a bit of a we've got a plan. There I can't go. talk about it Good. here because we're not going to spoil it for the audience. Oh. But we have got a plan for you the next season. We do, and I think that would actually fit really well into one or two of the episodes. There so well, I'm, I'm going to have a word to John. <laughs> Uh, you can't take credit. That was Jackie's idea. We've got <laughs> it on tape. Paved the way. I'm happy to share. Happy to share. <laughs> okay, great. It's a team sport, but it's no, a team sport. That's a good sport. idea. It's a good idea. If you could go, I got. You know, I do have a question. If you could go anywhere in space and time, where would you want to go? Definitely the future. Yeah. Because I mean, we've all had this conversation. Would you go to the past? Would you oh, go to the future? Yeah. Definitely the future, because you know, the past I can read about, or I can, you know, I can glimpse in 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 some ways. Mm. Secondhand, sure, but it's the information is there. The future, nah, maybe, but maybe even only like a hundred or two hundred years. Yeah, I don't think you want to go too far. No, not too far. Then things would be like unrecognizable. Yeah, absolutely. You might not be able to go too far the way things are going. But no, I would the future. What would you do, past or future? Well, I kind of would love to see an actual dinosaur. But I think the future. Oh, way past. I think the future. But maybe if I went into the future, maybe there will be dinosaurs. Maybe. I don't know, but yeah, that's. I think you're on to something there. The past, the past sounds good, but I think it's dangerous. I want to do the past, but only if I could get to do stuff I've done in a different way. (laughs) If I get to be me doing other things in the past, because I mean, there there are certainly periods in the past that are more appealing than others. Yes, you know, I I think the sort of the early fifties kind of always appears Mm. to be. Does seem nice in some ways. Does seem sort of sweet and nice, doesn't it? Although they wouldn't get to do as much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess they're coming out of a world war, and that probably wasn't so sweet and nice. Also, that's a very different question for me. Like, where would I go in space? I'm a white dude. Like, most places in in history in the Western world are probably fine for me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's not true for everybody. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, we talk about going back in time and stuff and everything, and you know the good old days. But if you think about it, you know they weren't that good. Wind the clock back, say thirty years. Everywhere you go, everyone is smoking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, that's that wasn't so much and being fun. offensive and, to other people and, and without realizing exactly, it. exactly. So, and not a lot of natural fiber. No. <laughs> Very true. A lot of nylon, a lot of crimpoline, I'm remembering. <laughs> Not so great. It's a fabric called crimpoline that my mother made clothes for me in. And I swear to God, they, they, nothing, you could, you could do anything to them. Didn't, nothing happened. Yeah. You couldn't stand near the heater. Survive a nuclear blast. Oh, but, yeah, but, but, but not a heater. Up like a Roman candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't crease, they didn't stain, it gave you an occasional rash. But other than that, very hardy fabrics. Amazing. And also, because as a human, you try, I hope most people try to strive to be better with every year. Yes. You try to do better and be better and learn. And mm. so you just think, oh, I've gone back to level one if I rewind too far. Yeah, back. exactly. Exactly. Nobody wants that. Onward and upward, Ben. Onward and upward. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what we typically do at this point is we recommend content for people to consume while they wait for the next night terrace. And I want to ask Jackie, what do you like to consume in your downtime? Or what did you well, grow up enjoying? What do you enjoy these days? Look, I have pretty eclectic sort of taste. It truly does depend on what sort of mood I'm in. I'm in anything from Ferris Bueller's Day Off to Dust Bolt. I don't mind. I, I, it depends on the day. Currently, I'm watching Shit's Creek. 
because it makes me laugh out loud and it's only 20 minutes. So if I just want a little something to, you know, drop the shoulders at the end of the day, it's perfect. Drop the shoulders is a great expression. I've not, I've never heard that Haven't one. Haven't you? <laughs> drop the shoulders. <laughs> I've been enjoying The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm about halfway through that. I, I, yeah, I think I had, I built it up in my head too much. I waited for years. I saved it. And Did then you? I went in fresh. It was yeah. good. Oh, there's so much great stuff on. Uh, you know, the streaming services, the, the, the stuff they're making for television is just great. And I just saw that Amazon Prime dropped the first 200 episodes of Home and Away. So I wonder where... We're on Amazon Prime. Neighbours no, is on Amazon neighbors Prime. Neighbours is as well. Yes, yeah, someone sent me a something off an um, Instagrammy thing with a, <gasps> a oh a friend in America. So I took a screenshot saying, you know, welcome to Neighbours, and here it is on Prime Video. Yeah, lives forever. Very exciting, Ben. Yes. Is there anything occupying Look, your I, brain? The fourth and final season of The Good Place has started. Oh. And oh, I have not yeah, loved a TV good. show it's this good. much for a long time. You would love that because it's quite convoluted. It's so confusing. <laughs> and, and they keep changing the, the, the parameters. They do. At yeah. which, so, of course, you love it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's completely movable. It's true. I'm really I'm loving it. I know I'm going to be devastated. I mean, I've, I've cried so much watching this show in the past and I know it's going to happen again and it, it still makes me laugh like a drain. It's so funny uh, and smart. I think there's a there's a podcast about it, which is hosted by one of the actors on it. His name is Mark Evan Jackson and he always refers to the show as the smartest, dumbest show on television. And <laughs> Who I'm does like, he play in the show? He plays Sean. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And he always he introduces yeah. the podcast. He always says, I'm Mark Evan Jackson. I play Sean. He's like, just to make sure you know who he is. <laughs> Uh, but he's great. He's he's done radio. He's and you can tell he's very he's a really good podcast host. I aspire to be a, a, a fraction of the podcast host he is. Ah, oh, you're too modest. Uh, but he's he's great, and the show is great. I love it. Yeah, it is good fun. Mm. Well, for more info on this podcast on the terrace or Night Terrace, the show itself, visit nightterrace.com. All the info for the Kickstarter campaign for series three, a potential series three. I'm assuming you've looped Jackie in on this. Ben? Yeah. Okay. You good, know, good, you good. know it's happening. We don't have set dates yet because oh. we haven't done the thing. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's all right. Well, you know what? We, we've, we've stolen so many other things from Doctor Who. We'll just regenerate. Oh, exactly. Into... No, I can't wait. If I we, can't wait. Actually, here's a question. If, if Anastasia was like a Time Lord and could like yes. turn into a different actor, who Ooh. would you want to take over from you? I see. I've just sprung this question on you, so I don't wow. expect you to know. But... Gosh, I don't know. It would have to be someone completely, it would have to be like a, a very young black man or something that would it would <laughs> to, to make it to just just to, get a bit of just div- to, you know range in there just to challenge diversity them. <laughs> we love it we love it fair fair call all right but yes no so we it will it's coming can't wait as long as long as people support us which we hope they will yeah please do get behind at nightterrace.com tweet all your thoughts at night terrace leave us a review on apple podcasts that would be delightful my other podcast is Neighbours, neighbourspod.com, and there's a lot more Susan chat over there if you want to join us. We'll never tire of it. Ben, thank you. Oh, look, don't thank me. Jackie, I'll oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, so you. Thank <laughs> you. It was great fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And we'll check in next time for another cup of tea on the terrace. Bye. You have been listening to On the Terrace, a Splendid Chaps production. Find more entertainment for your ears at splendorchaps.com.